Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I am your host, Marsha Van Weinsberg. I'm a business coach, speaker, and author of the best-selling book, When She Stopped Asking Why. On this podcast, we will use the tips, tools, and strategies used by myself and our speakers to break through and overcome the challenges in our lives. When we take radical responsibility of our choices, create boundaries, grow our courage and practice self-care and letting go of what isn't ours to control, we can completely change our stories. When we take full ownership of our stories, we take back our personal power and this allows us to impact, serve and support others by showing them that they are not alone and helping them find freedom from their stories. When you own your choices, you truly own your life. Let's dive in. Welcome to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. And today we are speaking with Sarah Dokowitz. Sarah is a podcast host and wellness advocate, and we connected through a mastermind and I just adored her right away. So I am thrilled about this conversation, our connection and how much she shares with you today. Sarah is a video coach who helps other coaches and business owners monetize and gain organic traffic with SEO hacks and that gets them ranked on YouTube. She is also the host of the self-development and wellness podcast for the love of thriving, where she shares topics and lessons that help truth seekers find their purpose in order to show up as the person they were meant to be while taking care of themselves in the process. Sarah talks all things, abundance mindset, mindset, self-care, self-love, and how you can build a business and not lose yourself in the process. So I absolutely love this episode. Welcome to the show today, Sarah. I'm so thrilled to have you here. Marsha, thank you so much for having us. I'm so grateful to be here. We've had, we are in the same mastermind. We have been on a few different podcasts together. So I'm thrilled to have you on this show today. So welcome. Thank you. I love how the universe has just brought us together in so many different ways, but it's just amazing. It's it is. it is exactly. Tell everyone where you're from. So I'm originally from a little city called Adelaide in Australia. So that's on the south central coast of Australia. Very beautiful. But I haven't, well, the last time I was there was last year before all of the world shut down. But um, I moved out to LA about 10 years ago now. Nice, 10 years. Now tell me, I know you're a reader, but tell me, do you have a book that has been impactful for you? Oh my gosh, Marsha, books have been like... (laughs) my teacher that I never knew I needed. (laughs) And I honestly, like, I never used to love to read it. My mom was always like, you you need to read books are good. I'm like, yeah, whatever. But this (laughs) last, like these last two years, particularly, I've really fallen in love with books. And I mean, for me personally, I've been really just trying to work on my money mindset. And Mm -hmm. the one book that really did that for me over the last year and a half is Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Ecker. Um, for them, there's just so many, I'm actually reading another one called dollars flow to me easily right now too, which isn't necessarily just about the accumulation of money. It's about tapping into the feeling of abundance that allows mm. for, for money to come to you. So, yeah. Oh, I love that. I think I saw your post recently. Did you not post about asking about different books for money mindset or for finance? And I actually made yes. a list because there were some great suggestions that came up. That's why I love posting those kinds of questions. For some reason in particular, whenever I post about questions about books, they get the most answers. And mm-hmm. I love it because it doesn't just help myself. It helps everybody that's like reading that whole thread. And I'm like, 
this is amazing. And there were so many good books on that list. There was so many that I had never heard of. And I was Mm -hmm. just like, oh, save that one, save that one. And I just, that's what I tend to do. I have a little hack where I will take book recommendations and go onto Amazon and add them to my wish list so I can just see where they, where they were. And it just gives me a reference. So yes, I love that post. I literally have like a notebook, like a a notes section in my notes where I literally have, I don't know, probably like 150 books. <laughs> and like, I know that's a lot, but from, for this year, at least my goal is to get 24 books. So it's like two books a month. A month. I know, yeah. I know there's people that read like a book a day. I'm like, I don't know how you do that. I'm not a speed reader, maybe mm. eventually, but I don't feel like I can retain it once I read it so fast. That's why I kind of like take my time a little bit. Um, but yeah, now I've just like listed each month, which two ideal books I would like, and maybe the third potential book for that Mm. month as well. So that way I have a bit of a plan of knowing like where to go next. Oh, I like that plan as opposed to just to a month. You've kind of mapped out what books you want to read this year and how they, that's actually really smart. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't that crazy? And then I've also, I've also picked it based on like, what is it that I need to learn more of? So each month I'm definitely doing one, either like money mindset or like personal finance book. Mm -hmm. And then more of like a spiritual, like uh, Mm -hmm. spiritual self-development kind of book. I'm learning about you know, relationships and how to like relate better to people and things like that. So I kind of like mix up the theme a little bit too. Oh, I love that. I absolutely love it. Now you give me another idea. Do yeah. you, <laughs> do you have a quote or a mantra or something that you live by? Oh, that's really interesting. Cause I feel like I have multiple, but I think the biggest one is recently anyway, that I've picked up from a mentor who doesn't really know he's my mentor. I just like follow him a lot. His name is James Wedmore. And I've heard of him for so long, right? Like I remember him from like the, the video first man on the internet days kind of thing. And I was like, who's this James guy? He's like, kind of whatever him and Amy Amy Porterfield were like kind of the very first Mm -hmm. like online coaches I'd known of, but it wasn't until recently where I really like tapped back into him. And I was like, wow, he's actually like a lot more spiritual than I thought. And I'm like, I like this about him. And so he goes by a quote um, that has stuck with me recently is um, my success is inevitable because it really is like Mm. um, no matter what, like we are all beings that are already, if we're on this planet, we're already deserving of all the good things. And that's what we tend to really forget that oh, that person is more deserving than me. Like, I can't have that. It's like, no, if you're living and breathing, you deserve already. Like, there's no one here telling you that you're a deserving person and you're not a deserving person. We all are and we all deserve the success as well. That's just, that quote blows me away. And I love it. The difference in mindset there from being in a comparison state or looking and seeing what everyone else is doing and thinking you're not worthy as opposed to like success is inevitable. I'll say sometimes to clients that if that idea came to you, it is yours. Like you are actually the one to bring it to life. You're just stuck in asking how, and the how is not for you to figure out. Like you have to keep showing up. Yeah. And you know, what's so funny about that? Cause I guess a little bit caught up in that conversation too, with myself, because you hear it from so many different people. And I think it just comes down to what feels right to you. Cause there are a lot of people that are like, you know, declare it and then let it go. And then the universe knows what you already want. And yes, I think that's very true. And your job is now to just keep on tapping into the frequency of abundance so that you, you know, you're able to receive, but then there are some people that are like, all right, now let's reverse engineer this. How are you going to do this? And like, I get that too, but Mm -hmm. I think that's where really people can stump themselves a little bit. And 
I, I don't know if it's trying to find the perfect balance between the two or if it is that, you know, just really um, what they call is the inspired action. So mm-hmm. once you can tap into your, you know, the things that you desire, you are going to be able to take the inspired action that it's required to, you know, I guess, like speed up the process or for you to be able to receive the things that you are declaring. So so good. That is so good. What a great explanation for everyone. Honestly, thank you for that. Yeah, of course. I know because for myself too, like I still get a little stumped up, but it's a matter of just like, that's when you know you have to kind of get quiet. And that's what I've been learning a lot of too, like especially this last year, like being quiet actually is really like, so many, uh, you know, spiritual leaders and things like that always say get quiet, but people don't realize just how much power there is in the stillness and the quietness, because that's when you can actually just focus on breath. And that's really where you can tap into that other energetic field of that abundance again, because that's where it all comes from. Instead of always worrying, what if, what if, or I want, I want, I want, you're just breathing and being like, everything I need is already here. And then Mm. it's just that energy, that feel. And that's what we have to try and carry throughout the entire day, which is a challenge, but we can get there. We absolutely can. (laughs) And I I love what you're saying. I just listened to a Joe Dispenza podcast and he was talking Mm. about like every time we're thinking like that in the future, like we we're not present. And it's just every time it was just, you cannot change anything if you're living in the future or in the past. And for many years, I lived in both. I never, I actually didn't want to live in the present. I didn't want to. So it was easier to go in both, except that I didn't know how to find a way to stay present. So it's Mm -hmm. really, that's where we can change our actions, where we can create change, right? Where we can do the things we need to do. Yeah. And it's, it's great that you, you know, you say that too, because I feel like for myself for the longest time, I mean, I think I'm more of a future thinker of like, I want this, I want that. Um, mm-hmm. But then there's all like, even, you know, a couple of years ago too, I was living a lot in the the past because I think that I had to do with a lot of like healing from the things that I had to overcome and kind of reflect on and be like, what was this trying to teach me a little bit as well? Um, but now I've, I've really tried to focus on like, okay, how can we like be in this moment right now? And it's just a practice, like, like everything, honestly, like Mm. just like your diet, just like your workout routine, it's all just practice. And it's those, I tell everybody like who I come across, you know, that want to, you know, either start something online or like tap into themselves. It's like, it's just that 1% every single day that just really matters. Mm. Don't expect to get from zero to a hundred straight away. Just what is that one thing you can do every single day that can like, you you can chip away at to get you closer to where you would like to be. So that 1% keeps adding up, right? It just adds up so much. Oh, so much. I, I love that you're sharing that. And I love how you, I've heard your story many times and I'm, I just, I'm in awe of what you've done and what you've created and how you have come through. So it was only a few years ago, right. Mm -hmm. That you really started to take back your own personal power, really started to decide what it is that you wanted to create. Do you want to take us back a little bit so we can just chat about what that was time was like and what ownership started and how that happened for you? Yeah, yeah, totally. So um, I feel like I've always been a very like people person, very social. And like, I mean, I feel like I'm a bit more of an extroverted introvert. So 
I love being around people, but I also love my own space. Um, but I think there's there was always like an underlying root of not having full self-belief in myself. And I think that kind of like um, it can manifest in all sorts of different ways, right? So for me, it's always been in some sort of like intimate relationship kind of way that it's manifested in a in a way where it's like, you know, it it's a great relationship, but then there's also parts of me that I didn't feel like I could fully express myself. Um, a lot of like just misunderstandings, I think, of one another. Um, but also, like, I'm just a firm believer of like your internal reality creates your external reality. So uh, this last relationship in particular became very like just tumultuous. It was very like unfriendly, abusive in all sorts of ways from the verbal, the psychological, um, physical at some point. And it was just like such a weird period of my life because I, I kind of interpreted that like, like, I guess this is what like love is like, this is how people love each other. <laughs> Cause I just, I don't know. I didn't know any better at that moment. Cause again, not having that full confidence in who I was, I allowed a lot of boundaries to slip a lot of, um, you know, I was allowed to take, uh, you know, whatever was thrown at my, in my way, in my face kind of thing from this person, because it's not that I didn't stand out for myself, but I was more just like, I can take this because I'm brave and I'm courageous instead of being wow. like, instead of being like, no, this isn't how someone treats somebody, you mm-hmm. know, for some reason. I didn't, I couldn't really understand like why I was kind of had these kinds of beliefs, but it wasn't until like, obviously went through it. Um, and then I kind of just, instead of seeking the external and like blaming or shaming other people or even myself, I was like, what is the core of this all? Because obviously like if this has happened in, you know, previous um, mm-hmm. relationships to some extent, maybe not that crazy or anything, but there, there was always a bit of a disconnect. And if you are like the constant in every situation, obviously there's something inside of you that you need to kind of work on. And I think um, for myself, it was definitely like um, just understanding my core values. I don't think I really understood what it meant because, you know, you hear a lot of people being like, what are your core values? And sometimes you think that you know, but um, when you don't know or you don't stand for anything, you literally fall for for anything. Um, so um, really kind of took a step back and that's when I started just internalizing the situation, which then also like manifested physically for me. So it was almost like going through this healing trauma stage of things. Um, yeah, manifested in like all sorts of things like hemorrhoids. And um, I like lost my period for almost a year because I was like over exercising to overcompensate for certain things. It was just like a little bit of a shit storm. Yep. It's okay. You <laughs> can say, say it. You can... Yep. Yeah. But then it wasn't until like you finally kind of, you go through you know, I was also doing like the shadow work and stuff. So when you kind of go through all this like dark stuff at the end, there's always some sort of light because that is the law of polarity, which I love to talk about because without the dark, there can't be a light. And um, I think that's what is a little bit hard for some people to understand as they think that they're stuck in this situation forever, but there is always an opposite. So, and that's how like the world can live in in perfect balance. You know, there has to be Mm. one and the other. So Getting deep with that, a lot of like journaling, I was doing a lot of that, um, a lot of uh, free writing and things like that. Um, Obviously, I went to a lot of therapists and honestly, like it was such a help just to like have another ear that was just so objective, um, but also just helped you figure out your own way. So Mm. um, 
after doing that, yeah, it's just kind of dove into a whole like self-development tunnel um, that's just like really kind of continued. And I think it's just a perfect way to to really understand who you are. Because I think for a lot of us, we don't understand who we fully are and exactly like how much power really lies within us and that it's a forever ongoing journey. So it's like sometimes you have to go through those things to then realize, wow, like I am actually way more powerful than I thought. So I definitely like, you know, back then I found it very like, you know, heartbreaking. I didn't know what to do. Of course. Like, like super, like almost addicted to the drama. But now I'm like, I love my peace. I love to just sit with myself. I love to be in nature and like, like finding community of like-minded people like you and, you know, everyone that we've met. So it's just like done a whole 360. And it's like, honestly, I'm grateful for the experience because if I didn't have it, one, I wouldn't have a story and two, I wouldn't have gone this way of like really owning the stuff that wasn't so, you know, nice about me, but I've also learned to love and now I can, you know, work on the sides that I really want to show it, you know, to the world and things like that. So yeah, it's been oh. quite quite the journey. There's so much in there. And I <laughs> yeah. love, I love, I love everything that you addressed. I want to say the part about like, you just really looking at the stories that have been on repeat and what am I learning from them and why am I in this space? Not why am, am I in the space of a victim, but more of a reflective, like what. Mm-hmm. What my what keeps bringing me here? What am I doing? And when yeah. you start to ask different questions, you start to see it differently. Could yeah. you give even a sentence or two to explain to people? Because this comes up all the time. What shadow mm-hmm. work is? Yeah. So I mean, I, I wouldn't call myself an expert in it, but I did do a little bit of a deep dive because I think my strength and kind of curse sometimes has been my curiosity. Like I'm always very curious about like everything, right. Including myself. And I'm like, let me like, just look through the web and see like what else there is to me and like how I could figure this out. And, um, I came across, I don't even know how I heard about shadow work, but, um, I did some digging on the, on the internet and it was basically just telling you that, um, in order to, to really like just make peace with yourself, you really have to kind of get real with yourself. So that means, you know, get into the spots where, you know, might not be so pretty about you. Like, um, you know, are you a little bit stubborn or a little bit self-centered or a little bit um, just uh, like disconnected from people, whatever it is that you consider yourself not like super, like the opposite side of, oh, like she's enthusiastic or whatever. Um, And really just reflecting on those parts of you that, you know, aren't the greatest, but that's the thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, no matter what, like that is part of you and that's just for you to accept and not saying that like, oh, you have to be like an a-hole to people because that's your shadow. But it's like coming to terms with like, there is, everyone's got a little dark side to them. And it's just about, um, acknowledging it and Mm. not really like putting it aside because the thing is a lot of us love to throw everything under the carpet and then just explode on other people or like just keep it hidden and then that way we can't live in our authentic truth Mm -hmm. um and that's really part of the process of just accepting all spectrums of yourself and be like yeah I'm I'm a little bit like this um but I accept it for what it is um and then you can make that decision of like do I want to uh, keep going this way or acting this kind of way, or is there some kind of way that I can 
um, use it for my greater good or anything like mm-hmm. that. So, oh, I love, thank you for sharing that because I think that's yeah. the piece, right? Is that we don't need to shame ourselves and yeah. put ourselves down for those parts. It's it, a lot of times I say, if you can really look into those darker sides, the shadows, the hard lessons that you're learning, like they make you who you are, like they actually mm-hmm. can amplify the other side and they can amplify, which is that now you look at how much yeah. you love the piece and you want that space and you yeah. like, and right. I just think it really does amplify yeah. it. It's not, it, it doesn't have to be a negative. Um, yeah, I so love, well. oh, it doesn't have to be negative. I love the part you talk about with really understanding what your worthiness is and how that actually shifting and addressing that helped to amplify so many other areas of worthiness in your life and change, really change your financial story, but Mm -hmm. also change like even what you do now, like in how you can help people with that mindset. So could you share a little bit about that part of your journey? Yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy. Like, uh, sometimes I'm like, wow, this like, happens kind of thing in a good way. But I, I always take everything as like this lesson. I'm like, what's this, what's this situation trying to teach me? So basically I have been in LA for quite some time and I came to study music and the arts and things like that. And obviously, um, you know, as a person who wasn't legally allowed to work here, I was very uh, financially like stuck, I would say. Mm-hmm. I was just like living paycheck to paycheck, scraping by the skin of my teeth. Again, that created a lot of like just turmoil in relationships because I was just always embarrassed and like felt ashamed because I was like I'm literally like this dollar is counted for it still is to this day but like in a different kind of way not from that scarcity lack mindset but more of like all right how can we make this more fruitful (laughs) but fact that I didn't get it right um and I think just sometimes life throws you some sort of uh gift in the world and then you kind of have to like choose to accept them or not kind of thing so after going through all of that, um, I don't know if it was like a stroke of luck, honestly, or just like, again, a mm. universal sign, but um, it was so weird. I came across this agent online who was asking me if I've ever done any kind of fit modeling. Cause like back in Australia, I was doing like event modeling kind of stuff, not like fit modeling, which is more about uh, behind the scenes, manu- like clothing manufacturing and stuff like that. And uh, she invited me to come to her office to like get measured and things like that. And she was telling me how like, oh, wow, like you would be so great for this brand and this brand. And like my models, they make like $10,000 a month. And like, you know, when you hear things like that, you're kind of like, yeah, really? whatever. I, don't, I don't believe you. <laughs> like, whatever. Um, and that same day she sent me out on a casting to um, a brand that I ended up like working with them. And then it eventually started to snowball into um, kind of like a full-time gig for me. Mm-hmm. And at the time I was like, you know, obviously it's not my end goal, but it's definitely a place to get me out of where I have been because I know what it feels like to be like, just not feel worthy mm-hmm. of just like anything. Because again, you shouldn't really attach your worthiness to um, to an amount of money, but I will say that money will help you uh, just again, like get in a different frequency. So then you can mm-hmm. do more good in the world and not be constantly just obsessive about like, oh my God, I don't have enough of this and that. And it's like, that's not a way to live for anybody. So no. my my goal has definitely been like, you know, s- accumulate 
um, manage well, because again, the universe knows that if you manage your money well, that way you'll be able to like help others and it'll provide you with more to, to do yes. greater things with. So, um, yeah, from that job, I was like, oh, I didn't realize like how lucrative it would be. And I was kind of like, again, like a sign, but I also took it as one of those signs where I'm like, okay, because it's been given to me, like I'm going to respect it. And that's mm-hmm. what I did. Like I, I treated the money well, <laughs> like I made sure I managed it, like just got very responsible and got out of like a victim kind of mode of like, you know, why me kind of thing to now, like, how can I, again, use this to, to the greatest of my uh, greater good. And in about like three, three years or so, I accumulated about $350,000 from, from doing all of that. And to this day, I'm yeah. And to this day, I'm still just like, wow, I'm like, I'm really grateful for the experience. And, um, again, I don't know where it kind of came from, but it's kind of like, sometimes you have to take those signs and just roll with them because, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're trying to start your own thing necessarily, like there are some people that will just totally jump and just be like, I'm going to take a loan from the bank and blah, blah. But I've never been taught that way. Like my parents always taught me, like, if you don't have the cash, don't spend the money, don't get into debt unless, you know, it's good debt, (laughs) things like that. And that's always just kind of stuck with me too. So I'm like, how else can I like make this possible for me and like, you know, for future and things like that. Um, So um, with that now, it's like the worthiness part of it like I still don't think I felt necessarily worthy of it, but I just, uh, I I went with it, you know? I kind of mm. just rolled with it for a minute to be like, you know what, this is the sign from the universe that it, it's given me and I have to like accept it and receive it because that's another thing with worthiness part of things. Like people aren't willing to receive. And um, mm. like for, for me, it's been a, a really long lesson to learn that because even I think from a cultural perspective, whenever, for example, like someone will compliment you um, in Australia or unless it was just myself and my own self-worth, I'd just be like, yeah, thanks. I mean, whatever kind of thing. But now I'm like, thank you. Like, I really appreciate that because the energy exchange that you're, you know, huge. Yeah. And so again, I took that um, as like, I have to receive. If I don't receive it, then the universe is just going to give me nothing. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, ever since then, I've just really like learned that even though your your worth isn't attached to um, a, a sum amount, um, there there is like, uh, what did I want to say? There is some sort of like energetic exchange or um, just a meant to be-ness about it that the universe mm. is given. So um now it's definitely like helped me shape that. I think obviously there's always more to learn about self-worth and like receiving, but I think again, like anything, it's a muscle. So you have to just work that receiving muscle. Um, and now it's kind of the same thing with starting a personal brand of like, all right, where do we start? Cause it, it is kind of like ground zero because it's a whole different industry and things like that. But um, it's definitely a great uh, foundation to, to step into the next thing. Oh. Absolutely. And now, so now you're not doing the modeling. What do you do now that you are helping mm-hmm. people with, which I love? Yeah. So I'm at the moment I'm doing like two things, but, um, so the first thing that I do, I do video strategy coaching for like online coaches on entrepreneurs that want to leverage YouTube for their brand and business. Mm-hmm. So I help them with like, um, 
idea creations, how to actually optimize their videos to make them work for them rather than them having to grind really hard. Um, Because again, like there's another phrase that I really love. It's called the less I do, the more I make, because we have to get out of this grind hustle mentality. Like it's, I think that's just like a way of the past. Obviously there's days where we have to, you know, work a little bit harder than others, but um, if you're constantly grinding and grinding, like that's not the frequency that we need to be on. Um, So I help with that. And then I have um, my podcast and my website, which is for the love of thriving. Um, It's definitely, it, it's taken its little like turns a little bit, but it's definitely the core of it's been very personal development wise of tapping into yourself and learning how to master mm. yourself, everything from your mindset to your body, um, to your money mindset as well, because it's something that I've really had to work on and feel like I can help others with. Um, and yeah, that's still just building itself right now. Um, but I definitely like I dedicate myself to the podcast and to interviewing other experts in different fields to just help other people know that, again, they're already deserving. They just need to know it and tap into it um, so they can live the thriving life that they were meant to live. Um, and that that is whatever it looks like to you. It's not like what somebody else has told you mm-hmm. has to be. It's I really am all for um, authentic self-expression and like people just stepping into their own truth in their own lane and nothing else kind of thing. So they're the two things I'm working on. I love that. I love authentic self-expression. That is something mm-hmm. you probably heard. We both have a very similar mentor in um, Chris Harder. Mm-hmm. And I heard him on one of his podcasts and I can't remember exactly how it went, but somebody said they wanted to make X amount of money. And he said, mm-hmm. okay, let's sit down and break down your like dream life, like dream life yes. of what you want to do, what you want to create. And then when they broke it down, realized that like they had really kind of overshot the mark by about $400,000. It doesn't mean they couldn't achieve that, but the fact that like you really, let's be real about what, what is your dream life look like? Not mine. What is yours look like? And I love that you said that about the like authentic self-expression. I think that that is really, really important when we're talking about thriving and thriving is just such a great word, especially I know myself, I was there and I know a lot of people who spend a lot of time stuck in trying to survive. Like trying mm-hmm. to survive yet. Nothing is growing. Nothing is changing. We're just like, I got to get through this day. I got to get through this. I have to get yeah. through this. So it's really is like either this or that you can't have a, like, let's just survive and a thriving mentality at the same time. You have to buy into one or the other, which is always a choice. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. And you know, it, it all comes down to perspective too, because it's just like what you might think is like, oh, like a a bad day to you could be like just a normal day to somebody else. Or like, it doesn't even bother them because they've already like, uh, you know, mastered themselves in a certain way where like this problem that you're having to them is like a level one problem. Whereas to you, it might be a level 10 problem. Mm -hmm. So um, it is, like you said, it's choice. And also the way that you choose to perceive because yeah, everything only has the meaning that you give it, nobody else. Can everybody just hear that sentence again, please? Like it only has the meaning that you give it. I can't, when I first started telling people about my back surgery that I had last year, I didn't tell anyone for, oh, I I told close friends, but social media world, I didn't tell in the beginning. I cannot tell you when people sent messages. They're like, that is terrible. I'm so sad for you. And I'm like, 
really? Cause I didn't <laughs> oh even God. say that. Like it's, I didn't even say that actually I'm like, how cool is this? I get to be rebuilt. Like I'm literally rebuilt. So it's yeah. perspective of, of what we like the meaning that we attach to everything is what matters. And that's the story. So I even got very protective about who I spoke to because yeah. I didn't even want any of the pity stories because I wasn't living it and I didn't want that energy. So it seems really weird, but that's what I, I was really extremely self-selective about who I spent my time and energy around. Yeah, you definitely need to be. And I think sometimes too, people don't even realize like the words that they speak. Cause I feel like a lot of people are still, I mean, I don't want to generalize, but there are a lot of people who are still living so much in this subconscious world of like their lack and they just really, um, mm. um, projecting it like even without even knowing it, but through vocabulary and, you know, how they speak to somebody else, it's such a projection. And then all you have to do is because, you know, you've been, I don't want to say like awakened, but you're so much more aware of like the words that you speak or like how people are, uh, are speaking to you. You're able to kind of almost create this like little shield or barrier around you or this like light that it doesn't even affect you anymore. Cause no. like I've even noticed that over the last like year and a bit, just like having a lot of more downtime, even when I like close my eyes and do like some meditation, um, I always like imagine this white light of protection around me and like no matter what people say it's just like you don't affect me like the only person you're really like probably affecting is yourself because you are just that projection of like whatever else is going on in your inner world um so that's why I don't really take a lot of things too personally anymore <laughs> and I, oh. like it's just honestly it's been so much more of like an enjoyable way to spend my time because I'm like I don't even know like why, why you need to, like, if it's not positive and I'm not saying that you have to be like fake positive, but if no. there's nothing, if there's nothing productive to say, then I'd rather silence. <laughs> like that's just mm -hmm. how I am personally. So I love, I love that. And I think that that's so powerful. So, yeah. so powerful. You, um, you're doing your podcast, you're doing some coaching right now. You're really starting to reach into that space and helping other people to thrive. And I think that that is such I think it's such a powerful place to be and you're, you can, from what I know of you, you have such a beautiful, calm, positive energy. So I know oh, that you. that, yeah, you do. Well, what I see so, oh, from how we connected, I love it. Yeah. And that can make such a big difference in helping people to shift their mindset and shift their thinking. So I know you've also created a principal deck. Is that what it is? It's a, a deck. Yeah. yeah. Tell us yeah, about that. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, the thing that's really helped me kind of get through a lot of like the times, especially like last year and things, it's it's words of affirmation. And the thing is, a lot of people don't think that affirmations can necessarily work um, because it's not just so much about like believing in the affirmation itself. It's mm -hmm. always about the the frequency that it emits within your body. Um because, you know, if you just walk around being like, I'm a millionaire, I'm this. And like, if you're not actually tapping into the feeling, which is, you know, that higher frequency of abundance of your faith of just calm as well. Um, a lot of the times those things don't really manifest, but um, what words can really do. I mean, words are so powerful. Like I didn't realize just how powerful they were until like you start to get aware of like, wow, the way that I talk to myself is really like unproductive. No wonder I'm like constantly sabotaging myself or whatever it might be. And that way you can't grow. Um, so the the deck that I created was particularly um, designed to, to really be that tool for you um, to really just tap into 
the frequency of like calm and stillness and safety as well. Cause when you put the right words together, um, it can have that effect on you. It's not saying that it's going to manifest like straight away, but it's again, tapping into the energy frequency of like, I feel good. I feel calm. Um, I feel energized. Um, and that's what I've kind of created with that. And the thing is, um, I've made it like quite minimalist one just to make it like look nice. (laughs) So you can have like, you can put it on your desk and like, it just looks really cute, but also just to make space for those words. Cause if there's like too much, you know, uh, just noise around, you won't be able to focus on that. So um, for right now, it's a printable, which I'm really excited about. And um, you can definitely check that out. And then eventually um, when I can get, you know, a little bit more savvy with the physical product side of things, I would love to turn it into like a physical deck that I could start printing out as well. I love that. I will definitely put that in the show notes as well. I want to know, can you give um, the listeners, like what is one way to shift? If you are somebody who does self-sabotage, the words you say to yourself, the thoughts that you have, we all know how powerful those thoughts are. What is one way that you can help to shift or change that? Mm, This is really good. The thing is, I don't want to say like, you know, flip the script kind of thing. Cause like, that's just not easy to do, especially in the mm-hmm. beginning. Cause you can't just like turn it and be like, Oh, I believe that I'm this now. The thing is you have to really understand where it's coming from. And for, for my process anyway, personally, I had to get deep of like, where is this? Like, why don't I feel worthy? Like, what did I see growing up maybe in like a parent? Did they not have belief in themselves or did they, was there a situation where I witnessed that somebody was being disrespected and they just took it or whatever it is, you have to really like peel it back because there is a a rooted story somewhere. Um, Maybe it's not from your parent, could be from a grandparent, but it does honestly, for me in my personal opinion, it starts from, you know, those ages of your zero to six, whatever kind of care you're in. Um, and uh, I mean, it could have even been an experience in like a kindergarten or school teacher. Um, and you have to just accept those things and be like, okay, that happened. And this is the story that I've been carrying with me this entire time. But this isn't the the belief I choose to to sign up for for the rest of my life like you have to physically or like mentally have to like cut it you know and that's when you can finally make peace with it and replace it because it's almost like rebooting a new system within yourself um but in order to to really be able to do it you have to just get real of like okay where is this coming from and sometimes if you don't know then definitely like you can get the help of a professional that can really start peeling those layers back to ask the, the, the questions that are needed to, to find it. Cause sometimes we can't, we can't get deep enough with ourselves to find it. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause sometimes we might hit like a little barrier and things, but um, those people have been specifically trained to be able to like ask the right questions. Um, because like you said earlier, you ask better questions, you get better answers. And that's really where for me, it starts anyway. So I would highly recommend that and really just drop any kind of judgment of yourself. Because again, like when you're a kid, for example, like playing in the sandbox, did you ever like judge yourself for, for anything? You were just having a good time, you know? So we have to carry that throughout our entire lives. We just think once we become an adult, we have to be serious and like judgy or whatever um and uphold some sort of standards of somebody else but it's like 
we need to tap back into that child childlike selves that we have as well so there there are a few things I would definitely say because yeah without really understanding where it's all coming from it's going to be really hard to like Mm -hmm. to, to flip it upside down oh no I appreciate those tips and I just think it's just important to draw attention to the fact that if you recognize you're saying those words to yourself then you have to like take ownership to create some change there because our words are so powerful. Like they're oh, so yeah. pa- like forget it's bad enough. If you're surrounding yourself with people who don't believe in you and don't see your vision or support you, but mm-hmm. when you don't with yourself, it just, it doesn't, and, there's nowhere to go. Yeah. And you also have to just remember, it's like, I would even like try some people to, to write down the things that they say to themselves or the things that they think or believe about themselves. And then just really look at the words and be like, would you ever say that to like your mom or to your dad or to your brother, sister, whoever, or your friends? No, you wouldn't say stuff like that unless, I don't know, you're like really upset, but then you'd probably take it back anyway. But um, you wouldn't say that to somebody. So why the heck would you say it to yourself? That is just like absurd. So Mm -hmm. you just have to really like whatever you need to do, like, be the observer, um, have the awareness and just tell yourself, like you can, you can tell yourself that these things are just ridiculous and that you don't, you're not signing out for this again. Like mm-hmm. this is where it ends. So, so good. Yeah. So good. Thank you for sharing that. I, um, want to ask you a couple of quick questions mm-hmm. and first off, where's the best place to connect with you and follow you and where do you hang out the most? Yeah. So if you want, you can hang out with me on Instagram. Um, it's just at for the love of thriving. So that's the number for the love of thriving. Um, I have a website too, where you can get the decks, um, just for the love of thriving.com. I also put some of the, um, episodes on there as well. So if you want to check out the podcast through there, Mm -hmm. by all means go for it. But I am mostly like through Instagram, probably the easiest way to connect. Perfect. I'll make sure everything is connected in there. Uh, I have a couple quick questions for you. First is what impact do you want to create in the world? Uh, That's such a great question. I think my deepest desire has always just been to help others see themselves in the highest. I don't like to use the word authentic, but just the realest authentic selves that they can be. Cause like there's so much untapped potential in all of us. And I just really want to like finally break that wall down for people to be like, you are so much more powerful than you know. So that that's always just been, I think, a really deep desire uh, for me to to have more people step into their truth and their self-expression because the world just needs more of it. Yeah, they absolutely do need more of it. And I love that you lead with that. You can feel it. You can feel it and you can see it and you know it's like <laughs> that is your path a hundred percent. No question whatsoever. Oh, I have you. loved, oh, you're welcome. I've loved <laughs> our conversation and I, I absolutely adore you. I have one question for you. What lesson in life are you most grateful for? Oh, wow. Hmm. The one lesson that I'm grateful for. I, gosh, I mean, there's so hmm. many lessons. Whatever the first thing that pops in your mind. I'm honestly grateful for, like, I used to be quite afraid of failing um, because I think I have a bit of a, like a perfectionist mindset or used to, at least used to have. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm actually really grateful for the things that don't work out because there's always something to learn in that. Like the the failure isn't really the failure. It's just, it's just feedback. And it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, 
obviously that didn't work. What, what can we do next that can like make it work? Or like, what, what did I find? What was the finding out of this lesson? Um, and I guess that's just the philosophical side of me. Like, I just love to overthink maybe a little bit, but definitely mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't ever see anything as like a, a true failure, but I am grateful for the things that don't work out. Oh, I, you and me both. And I, I love that you said that because there are so many times I'm like, okay, this is what we're doing. And I'm like, none of that worked out. Okay. So let me ask a different question. What was I to learn? What, like, maybe that actually wasn't the path yet. It directed me to this person over here and this opportunity here that I'm like, Ooh, that's really good. Like it's, it just opens up ideas and mindset to what's possible. Absolutely. And like, like you were saying just now too, like sometimes the path we think it's supposed to go is usually not the path. Like even for my example, like, you know, with the modeling side of things, I was like, and like, I don't feel like, I mean, this is necessarily the path, but maybe it is for right now. So I'm just going to go with it until Mm -hmm. the next thing. Um, Because yeah, like you might have a desire, but the way that you get there is most probably going to look very different. Oh, definitely. Right. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> That's why I say be very open because sometimes the universe <laughs> is going to bring you something incredible, new people, new experiences. Yeah. It's not failure. It's absolutely not. I love that. I so. Oh, thank you so much for being here today, Sarah. I really love the conversation. Thank you. I really appreciate the space that you've held for us. And I just hope that I could bring all the value that I could. Beyond value, <laughs> absolutely beyond value and tons of heart, which I love. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. If you love this episode, please submit a rating and review on iTunes and please share it with someone you think could benefit from hearing this message or this podcast. I love connecting and meeting you. So please screenshot the episode and tag me on social media or Instagram stories at Marsha Van W. And until next time, remember when you own your choices, you truly own your life.